Say the miracle needs a voice. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. The Bible in the book of Luke speaks of a man by the name of Zacharias. When you open up the book of Luke, chapter number one, it starts out with the story by the name of Zacharias. He was a priest, the Bible calls him. He was a high priest. And, but the Bible refers to Zacharias as something that you will only find in the King James Version. If you read any other version of the Bible, you will not see this word. Only in the King James Version, which I have found, you only refer to them as Zacharias as a certain high priest. Now, this is very important. Some of you may say, well, what's the big deal about that, Pastor? Why did we put emphasis on the word certain? Well, if you look up the word certain, it means of high regard, someone of high regard. So, if the Bible is speaking of someone that is a certain type of anything, it is saying that it's speaking of their characteristic. So it's saying that this high priest wasn't just any high priest, but this was someone of high regard. So it is very important that they do not remove. I wish the other versions, if they're going to remove the word certain, they would replace it with something else that means high regard. Because this man was not just any high priest, but he was a certain high priest he was one of high regard this is very important because throughout scripture you will see where different men and women were considered certain type of individuals Matter of fact, the woman who we were speaking of this morning, I was talking about a woman with an issue of blood. If you go and study and look and read that story about the woman with the issue of blood that she had for 12 years, it calls her a certain woman. It just doesn't refer to her as any type of woman, but no, this was a woman of high regard. Now, how would you characterize someone, or in this case, this woman, someone of high regard? Well, obviously, it is their actions. It is something that they put in place. So obviously, Zachariah's actions, his character was considered of high regard. And now we know that this woman, the Bible says, she said within herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know that I would be made whole. And beside the press and push beyond the press, if I can use that, it didn't matter how big the crowd was. She said, I've got to get to Jesus. And because she was able to get to Jesus, not only was verse virtue flow through him and throughout the woman's body but then the scripture says she began to tell Jesus starting from the beginning everything that she has went through so in other words the writer says I've got to call this woman a certain type of woman then each one of us should want to be considered a certain type of man or woman of God someone that is of high regard the Bible puts emphasis on these things so it's very important that we take great time to look at the importance of each and every word because I believe that every word in the Bible is important that you shouldn't just be removing a word or putting a word in. Matter of fact, the book of Revelation speaks against that. You shouldn't be adding to or taking away the word of God. That's why I try to stick to the King James Version. I believe that it is the closest thing that we are going to find from the original translation. I, I don't think we should just be removing words because we don't think they are not important. No, if God wants to call me certain, if he looks at me as high regard, then I'm going to consider myself a child of the most high king. 
king. And now we find in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah was referring to a certain type of man. If you go to Isaiah chapter number nine, starting at verse number six, they can even have it up here on the screen. The Bible says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. The government means power and authority. Power and authority was upon his shoulders. And the Bible says, and his name shall be called wonderful. Well, wonderful is not his name. Wonderful is a certain type of characteristic of the name. Then Isaiah said, they shall call him counselor. Counselor is not his name. It's just a certain type of character describing the one. He says, he's the mighty God, the everlasting father and the prince of peace. That's not his name. It's just describing the certainty of who Isaiah is talking about because the name wasn't revealed yet but one day an angel showed up from heaven and said Mary you're going to have a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus Isaiah didn't know his name but the angel said now his name is going to be revealed in a certain type of individual that was described back in the New Testament now he's here in the flesh I'm so thankful that I know who God is that he was Jesus manifested in the flesh Hallelujah. Well, well, let me let me keep preaching then. And so the scripture highlights and it emphasizes the certain type of individual, not only that Jesus was, but that Zacharias was. Now, this is important here for us to understand because he was someone of high regard. Now, Zacharias, he's going into the priest's office. He's getting ready to do his priest's office. And here he is in chapter number one of the book of Luke. He's in the holy place. But we must understand that uh, before you you go into the holy place there is an outer court and an inner court well we know that you got to go to before you get to the holy place you've got to go to the altar the altar is where the sacrifice is done and that's where they slay uh, the flesh out on that altar and that's just like us because everything that took place in the old testament was a type and shadow of things to come so just like in the old testament when they had to sacrifice on the altar we have to sacrifice ourselves on the altar the Bible says to present our bodies now a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto the Lord now we don't bring animal sacrifice to the altar but we bring ourselves to the altar see too often you and I are walking out of the church without laying ourselves on the altar every single day you should lay yourself on the altar there's no reason why the apostle Paul who wrote most of the New Testament he even said I die daily I am laying myself on the altar every single day I'm sorry but this flesh cannot be trusted now the one inside this flesh it can be trusted but as long as I'm in this flesh this flesh cannot be trusted so we have to lay ourselves on the altar so that we can die daily and then after they killed that sacrifice they will go over to that laver that brazen laver where they would wash and when they would wash in the bottom of that laver was a looking glass why because it's a type and shadow of things to come they had a looking glass to examine themselves and see when we repent when we lay ourselves on the altar and say we're not going to do that anymore before we go 
to the water, we need to examine ourselves to make sure that I'm not going back to my old ways. See, we got too many people not examining themselves, and now they're being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and they go right back out doing the exact same thing. Oh, I'm a preaching here. And so we got to understand that it's not the will of God for you to go right back out and do the exact same thing that God is trying to pull you from. So then, therefore, you got to examine yourself and say, am I ready to give up that smoking? Am I ready to give up the gambling? Am I ready to give up the cussing? Am I ready to give up that woman? Am I ready to get up out that bed? Am I ready to give up the lying? Am I ready to give up the cheating? Okay, Lord, I'm ready because I'm laying myself on the altar. And then after I lay myself on the altar, then I can go down in the name of Jesus Christ for your sins to be washed away. Or oh, if somebody knows what I'm preaching about, clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. And so now he, they go from the altar and then they go to the labor. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? All right. And so and we're going to go somewhere here. Uh, but so then they, they go to the labor and they, they, they wash in there in the looking glass. They examine themselves. And then uh, they would go through this curtain, if you will. There were five pillars. There were five pillars there. There's a curtain that stretches across. I wish I had pictures of it. Uh, and then you would go through that. And this when you would enter the holy place. Now we know in the holy place there's a table of showbread is there's golden candlesticks but then there's also another altar but that's the altar of incense that is where Zacharias was Zacharias in Luke chapter number one was at the altar of incense and then that's where that sweet smelling savior that the Bible talks about would go up before the Lord because of their sacrifice that went up before him and so this is where he was he was at the altar of incense and then there was another veil that separated the holy place from the holies of holies and it is at this point right here where an angel shows up and meets Zacharias and the Bible says that the angel shows up on the right hand side again every word is important in the Bible the Bible says that he showed up on the right hand side why would he show up on the right hand and not the left hand because anytime you read in scripture about the right hand it means power and authority so when the angel showed up on the right hand side he was showing up in the power and authority saying I've got to answer a word for you and so it's important that we understand that when he showed up Zacharias was in fear he didn't really know what was going on but here this angel shows up with a word from God and so it's amazing here because now he has this experience with this angel as he's telling him everything that is going on and see when you're in the presence of an almighty God and when God begins to reveal angels unto you he is preparing you before you go into the holies of holies I want to teach here for a moment notice that the angel did not show up in the holies of holies the angel showed up or the answer showed up in the holy place why because when you go beyond the veil that's only where God is that's where his presence is are y'all with me that's where his presence is and so this is important for us to understand because in the holies of holies was the ark of the covenant otherwise known as the ark of the testimony because anytime you're in the presence of an almighty God you will come out with a testimony you have no choice but when you're in the presence of the Lord and when you come into this house and when you begin to walk through the holy of holies and the kind of glory of God begins to come down like it did this morning we felt the Shekinah glory of God in this place. You have no choice but to walk out of here with the testimony. And that is my prayer here today that we leave out of here with the testimony.
And so here's Zacharias having this conversation with this angel. And the angel says that you're going to have a son and he's going to be great. He's going to be mighty. He's going to bring many people back to the Lord. And so I want you to understand something here that Zacharias's name means remembered by Jehovah or Jehovah remembered. And so this is important that we know this because here is Zacharias receiving an answer about a prayer that God has not forgotten about. Mm -hmm. he's receiving a prayer answered by the angel of God that the Lord has not forgotten about but Zacharias does not believe the word of the Lord here he is has a name that means remembered by Jehovah but now that his prayer has been remembered he doesn't want to receive it it's like you and I saying every day that I'm blessed of God I'm favored of God I'm healed of God I'm delivered of God God says that's the name that I'm giving to you but yet when God begins to give you those things you don't even believe that you're favored of God that you're blessed of God or that you're healed of God somebody here today needs to receive the name that God has given you and reject the name that the devil is trying to apply to your life you need to reject woo, hallelujah you need to reject the words of the enemy and accept the word of God and so here's Zacharias. Here he is. He's having this conversation with this angel. And the angel says that God is going to do it. He's going to provide for you a son. I know your wife has been barren. She hasn't been able to have children for all these years. But she's going to have a son now. Why? Because God has heard your prayer. He has heard your prayer. And Zacharias is not believing the angel of the Lord. Matter of fact, the angel is more excited than Zacharias. Mm -hmm. it's like you receiving a word from God but I get more happy than what you are I get happier let me correct my English there I get happier than you I get more excited than you but God is but the angel of the Lord is saying no Zechariah this is for you I came here with great joy with great excitement and I expect you to have that excitement but Zacharias is saying, well, well, how shall these things be? Huh? Wherefore, how shall I know this? How am I going to know this? How, how is this supposed to happen? So the angel gets mad at Zacharias. He got mad. He said, what, what you mean, how shall this be? God has sent me to tell you, you're about to have a son. Isn't what this, have you, haven't you been praying this for years? Haven't you been praying this all this time? It isn't amazing how we can pray a prayer uh, for all these years and then when God decides to answer the prayer, you get mad because it hasn't came when you thought it should come. You get mad at the messenger. You get mad at the angel of God because it's not happening when you think it should happen. When God had a perfect timing for everything. And so he's like, what, what, what do you mean? How? How? Shall I know this? You go know it because I'm telling you. That, that's how you go know it. Do you know who I am? That's what the angel said. I'm Gabriel. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm Gabriel. You know, the guy that came from up there. That, that's who I am. And I come to tell you that you're about to have a son. And now you don't want to believe Gabriel. 
Gabriel had a moment, didn't he? I like, I can't wait to meet Gabriel. I like him. How should I know this? Because I'm Gabriel. It's like you telling your, your kid. Well, how's that going? Because I'm your daddy. That's how it's going to happen. Because I'm your parent. That's how it's going to happen. Interesting how we can trust in flesh more than we can spirit. Hallelujah. And so here he is saying, well, I'm old and my wife is well stricken in years. Now, I can give Zacharias a lot of credit here. I give him a lot of credit because he called himself old, but he didn't call his wife old. Some of y'all need to, need to study that. He said, I'm old, but my wife is well stricken in years. Very well said, Zacharias. Very well said. Can I help some married folks right now while I'm on this married kick? Uh -huh, my wife's praying right now because I'm off track already. Nobody, nobody wants the advice? Okay, all right. A fool says to his wife, Honey, won't you just keep your mouth shut? A wise man says to his wife, Baby, your lips are so beautiful when they are closed. <laughs> so... <laughs> You can try that on your own time, okay? Let me know how that works out for you. <laughs> what am I preaching about? Zacharias. Gabriel, yes, Gabriel. And, and so, Gabriel gets so upset that the Bible says he shut the mouth of Zacharias. Because you better believe that as Gabriel is talking to Zacharias, God is also dealing with Elizabeth. Mm. See, some of you that don't understand that story, you're going to miss that. Because when God deals with one, more than likely, he's also dealing with the other. Mm. Hallelujah. Uh, he's already dealing with Elizabeth. And Elizabeth is at home already rejoicing. And now here's Zacharias coming home saying, guess what happened to me today? Guess what happened? An angel decided to show up and try to tell us we go have a kid. So God says, before you go home and mess everything up, I'm going to shut your mouth. Because the miracle needs a voice. And if you're not willing to speak out what belongs to Star City Church, I'm prophesying right now that the angel of the Lord is going to come and shut your mouth. Uh-huh. You got to excuse me, but I've already prayed this, Brother E. I've already prayed. I said, God, you know where we're going. You know what we're trying to build. You know what we're trying to do. And if there's people in this church that don't believe it, that are naysayers, send the angel of God to shut their mouth. Because I need people of God that says, go ahead, Pastor. Go ahead, Pastor. We support Pastor. We're with you, Pastor. And we believe that God is able to do it. 
Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's be seated. So he said, okay, I'm going to just shut you up then. Because you don't want to believe it. You don't want to speak it. So I'm going to shut you up because your wife believes it. And when she starts showing signs of pregnancy, I don't need you running your mouth saying, oh, I hope this works out. You know we old. I hope the baby makes it. I hope this works out. Oh, are you sure you're pregnant? You sure you're just not sick? Mm -hmm. Because the people around you will affect your miracle the most. You You missed what I said. I said the people around you will affect your miracle the most. The miracle don't even belong to them. The miracle belongs to you. So whose report are you going to believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. So if God has told you you're coming out or this morning, if God told you that you're healed, then receive your healing. If God told you that you're delivered, then receive your deliverance. Don't, I don't care if your spouse lives with you at home and tells you that you're not delivered. You, my God, my God, you shut the mouth of the devil and you lift your hands and lift your voice and say, I believe, I believe, I believe. Hallelujah. Because there's no miracle when you have the wrong voice. How is this going to happen? Gabriel said, I'm Gabriel. Don't, don't you know what's going on? Don't you know what's taking place here? Don't you realize who you are birthing? And since you got a bad attitude, his name ain't going to be Zacharias after you. It's going to be John. You've been wanting a boy all this time so you can name him Zach Jr. Mm -mm. No ZJs around here. It's going to be John. Yeah. Y'all laughing. But when John was born, everybody in the household was trying to figure out why Elizabeth was saying his name was John. You missed that, Daniel. Who said his name was John? Not Zacharias. Elizabeth. Elizabeth, the one that believed, the one that didn't need her mouth shut. Uh Elizabeth said it, and everybody said, ain't nobody in your family named John. Ain't nobody in your family named John. Ain't nobody in your family been healed from heart condition. Ain't nobody in your family been healed from diabetes ain't nobody in your family been healed from high blood pressure ain't nobody in your family been healed from all type of cancer ain't nobody did that well I've got a John I said I got a John I've got a John and I'm gonna believe God for my John come on let's take a 30 second praise break and trust in the Lord lift your voice We're about the birth of John. We're about the birth of John. Yeah. Hallelujah. 
Be seated. I, I, I'm, I'm going somewhere tonight by the help of the Lord. See, whereby shall I know this? That's what Zacharias asked. Whereby shall I know this? How, how, how is this going to happen? Well, if I can move on here, in the, in the same chapter, there's another angelic visit. In the same chapter, there's another angelic visit where the angel of the Lord now visits Mary. And now this angel's visiting Mary, and she gives birth to the one that Isaiah said was coming. Isaiah didn't know his name, but the angel said, here's his name. Remember, Isaiah said he's wonderful, he's counselor, he's the mighty God, he's the everlasting father, he's the prince of peace. That wasn't his name, that was just how certain he was. But now you're going to know the certainty of the name. And now when you call, you don't have to call on wonderful, you don't have to call on counselor, you don't have to say mighty God, you can just say the name of Jesus. And when you say that name, you're getting something that is wonderful. You are getting a counselor, you are getting the mighty God, you are getting the everlasting father, you are are getting the I am that I am. You are getting the first. Oh, I can keep preaching this thing. You are getting the first and the last. You are getting Lord and Christ. You are getting the Prince of Peace. But all you gotta say is Jesus. And when you call that name, you have the fullness of the Godhead all in one. Somebody shout Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. But Mary poses a question to the angel too. But she poses a different type of question than Zacharias. Zacharias says, whereby shall I know this? Mary says, how shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. Two different questions. Zacharias was questioning the validity of the matter. Mary was questioning for clarification of the matter. Does everyone follow me? So that's why I'm always encouraging this church. You can ask questions. I want you to know your why. As long as you're asking the question out of clarification and not validity. Because if you're trying to validate the word, I'm sorry, you're too late. The word is already validated. You can't validate the word. It's already valid. Why? Because it's the mouthpiece of God. So you can't ask a question wondering if the word is correct, though the word is already valid. You just need clarification of the word. Oh, I sure hope I'm helping somebody here. So you don't need to uh, fight with people and argue with people that's trying to validate the word. You just need to step away from that and say, if you don't believe in God's word, that means you don't even believe in God. I spoke about that last Sunday, I believe. I spoke on blasphemy. And if they don't believe the word, they can't believe in God. You can't say you believe in God and don't believe in the word. They are one in the same. But you can ask for clarification of the word. Am I making sense here? So Mary says, hey, 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 I believe you, but I'm a virgin. I don't know how I'm going to have a kid. The angel says, you don't worry about that. Because the miracle takes place when the right voice comes out. Hallelujah. 
Because if Mary would have had the same attitude as Zacharias, God would have had to choose another vessel. Uh, let me preach right there. See, God can be selling deliverance in this house, and that deliverance can be coming your way. But yet, if the wrong words come out of your mouth, God's going to have to look for another vessel. Because his word does not return void. So therefore, when his word goes out, now the word is searching for a vessel. He's looking for somebody that's going to receive the word. To someone to lift their hands and their heart and say, I believe that deliverance is for me. Because if you don't believe it's for you, then the Holy Spirit will just pass on by you and say, well, let me find another vessel that is ready to receive the word of God. Hallelujah. That's why it should never bother you if people around you aren't paying attention to the preach word. That should never bother you because they're only missing out on what belongs to them. And matter of fact, if they want to ignore the voice of God, that makes me pay more attention to the voice of God. Because when the voice of God goes forward, that means God can move on me and skip right over them. I'm sorry, honey. I love you, but I need God in my life. I'm sorry, baby. I love you. But if you don't want deliverance, I'll take the deliverance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, so, and so there was a difference in what they were asking for. Because why? The miracle needs a voice. And because there was no voice with Zacharias, God shut his mouth. But because there was a voice with Mary, God was able to not only open her mouth, but also reveal to others that she was carrying the son of God. Because your miracle needs a voice. Mm -hmm. I said your miracle needs a voice. What you're believing him for, I'm sorry, you're going to have to speak it. Hallelujah. Man. You need the Holy Ghost? You've got to speak that out of your mouth. You have to voice it and you have to believe it. It won't come if your mouth is closed. You've got to open up your mouth. It's no difference with any other thing that belongs to you. Now, can I take this a little bit further? The Bible says that Elisha said it's not going to rain until I say it's going to rain. Oh, I feel God. He said, it's not going to rain until I say it's going to rain. God comes in chapter number 18 and he tells Elijah, hey, I need you to go to Ahab because I'm about to send the rain. Now, notice that God did not condemn Elijah for saying that you're going to cause it to rain or not cause it to rain. He did not condemn Elijah. When Elijah spoke those words out of his mouth, God honored Elijah. Because otherwise, God would have said, I'm sending a rain according to my word. 
<laughs> but he did not say that. He just said, I need you to go speak it, go tell him, because you already told him that it's not going to rain until you say it. So when you speak it, then I'm going to send the rain. Otherwise, when it comes out of your mouth, I'm going to validate it by backing what you said. So when you say the rain's going to stop, I'm going to shut up heaven. When you say it's going to rain, I'm going to open up heaven. Why? Because the miracle needs a voice. And so what's so important and so in labyrinth here is that the bible says that elijah was in his third year it was the third year since the rain had stopped it was the third year and then god came to elijah in the third year saying i'm about to send the rain so what the lord has given unto me and what i believe for this church as as i step into my third year of pastoring the year of 2023 is going to be my third year of pastoring this church that the lord spoke to me very clearly and says as you step into your third year just like Elijah was in his third year I'm about to send the rain but here's what's important my friend he said you have to speak it and so I begin to contemplate that and say Lord you've got to help me right now because when I speak send the rain I'm expecting great things from you I'm not just talking about a little bit of rain I'm talking about a rain that will bring things back to life that look dead. I'm talking about a rain where backsliders come running back in here. I'm talking about a rain where we don't have enough room. We got to go to multiple services. I'm talking about a rain where people get so excited they're sitting outside the door because they can't wait to come they can't even wait to come to the house of God I'm talking about a rain if you can sit outside of a Walmart if you can post outside of AT&T for the next iPhone to come out you can post outside the church because you believe that the Holy Ghost is in that place I'm telling the Lord when I say send the rain I'm believing for a thunderstorm I'm believing for a tropical storm I'm believing for a tsunami I believe that God is getting ready to send the rain So, so as I begin to deal with this, and then the evangelist came, began to preach the word. And I said, well, it's not meant for me to preach then. I'll just tuck this away, and it'll be okay, and I'll preach it another time. But see, this is what happened, Sister Bryant. The devil used that against me for his good. I need you to follow me there, okay? The enemy used that against me for his good. It wasn't for our good. See, I thought I was doing the right thing by keeping my mouth shut, by saying, well, the man of God has already spoken. I don't need to speak it. But God had to convict me, Brother Carter, and say, no, the evangelist doesn't belong to this city. I sent you to this city. I'm sorry, y'all gonna have to excuse me, but I am preaching to myself. I'm gonna preach to myself for the next three minutes. God said, no, I sent you to that city. Otherwise, I would have kept you at your dad's church. Otherwise, I would have kept you in Columbus, Ohio. But I brought you to Lafayette, Indiana to speak over the city. 
My God, my God, my God. So I've come to speak over this city. Send the rain. I come to speak over the north. Send the rain. I come to speak over the south. Send the rain. I come to speak over the east and the west. Send the rain. I'm telling somebody, God's getting ready. God's getting ready. God's getting ready to send the rain. Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. Magnify him in this house. Let me tell you the words that God spoke to me. I want you to hear me. He says, when you speak it, I will send it. He said, when you speak it, I will send it. Now, Sister Brian, you understand why the devil was using that against me for his glory. Because the devil knew as long as I keep my mouth shut, as long as I don't speak it out of my mouth, then the Lord, he's handcuffed. He can't do nothing because the miracle needs a voice. And God has said, I need you, Pastor Robinson. I need you to stand flat-footed across this platform and tell this church, send the rain. God's getting ready to send the rain. And you got to believe that the rain is coming. Hallelujah. So if I need to be the voice, I'm going to be the voice. Because I'm telling you, I've said it, I've said it, you'll hear me say it multiple times next Sunday. I have said and said and said that 2022 was going to be a year of preparation. I have said that repeatedly. And I believe God has honored my words. I do believe that. I believe that we have prepared in certain areas and done certain things that we needed to do. And, and, and we're ready. We're just, we're ready. We are prepared in enough key areas. You will never be perfect. Come on now, church. I said, but we are prepared. We have enough things in place that if God was to send whatever he wanted to send, we're ready. And I've come to tell and prophesy to this church, if you don't believe it, God shut their mouth. If they don't believe it, God shut off their praise. If they don't believe it, God shut off their influence. If they try to tell, no, listen to me here, listen to me. If you try to tell somebody that it's not going to happen. I'm telling you right now that God is getting ready to cause something to happen to where people stop listening to your voice, to where when you begin to tell people it's not going to happen, they're going to look back at you and say, the devil is a liar. It is going to happen. This is my church. This is my church. This is my pastor. And I believe that God is going to send the rain. Hallelujah. I believe it because I refuse to have a Zachariah spirit. I don't need the Lord shutting my mouth because I don't believe. And I said 2022 was going to be a year of preparation. But I said the preparation is for the acceleration. I wish I had about five people that, that knew what I was talking about. Amen. Brother Mike, come here. Stand right here. No, no, no. Stand up. Right there. Praise God. Amen. I've got a point to everything I do. 
because when I get tired, I need some men of God. <laughs> when I get tired, I'm not that heavy, am I, brother? Okay, let me put it on you then. When I get tired, I need men of God that say, hey, pastor, we see the vision. Hey, pastor, we believe in the vision. Hey, pastor, Creasy and Union is not enough. We need multiple campuses. We need the gospel preached everywhere. We're going to hit that college campus and have thousands of kids come to Jesus Christ. We're going to hit the west side and see thousands of people come to Jesus Christ. We're going to go to Rossville and see thousands of people come to Jesus Christ. But right here in my backyard, right here in my backyard, we're going to see thousands of people come to Jesus Christ send the rain send the rain send the rain somebody clap your hands and shout send the rain Come on, can we take 30 seconds to just magnify the Lord and believe him for what he's going to do Come on, praise team. Come on, musicians. <laughs> the Bible says in Romans chapter 3. Do you have this scripture, Romans 3, verse number 3? The Bible says, for what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? Verse number four, God forbid. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a lie. Let God be true and every man a lie. I'm telling you, church, I believe it, so therefore I speak it. I'm done keeping my mouth shut and letting my eyes dictate what is going to happen. I need to let my faith dictate what's going to happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes I get so frustrated at certain things. This is just pastor stuff. And I get so frustrated at certain things and certain things happen. And my wife just says, that's okay, baby. It's going to work out all right. I haven't seen so-and-so. Where, where, where is this person? My wife will say, it's okay. They'll be back. They'll be back. And I say, babe, why, why are you so confident in that? What, what makes you think you're so confident? She says, there's no better church in Lafayette. She said, she said, where else they go, go? There's no better church here. Why? Because we've got great worship. We've got great worship. We've got great people. We've got a loving spirit. Where else they gonna go when they come in here and feel the power of an almighty God? You can't get this everywhere, folks. You can't get this everywhere. And I believe. So if the miracle needs a voice, I'm going to be that voice.